There are about 572 million active credit card accounts reported in 2022 in the U.S. 84% of those adults has at least one credit card in their purse or their wallet. Although the results of more than 1.2 million credit cards that are circulating throughout the United States with a minimum of APR, 21.4%, and the average APR is about 24%. And many of those credit cards are offering cashbacks of incentives between 1% and 5%. When you look at this number of the average person that makes a purchase over the holidays, the average person will pay about three times the face value of their holiday purchase if they make minimum payments over the next couple of months after the holiday. However, if I were to tell you there was a way for your credit card for you to get 100% back on your cash purchases or your purchases over the holidays, would that be enough incentive for you to switch cards and put your interests first over your credit card companies? Well, our next guest will tell you just how, with the Transax card, how that could be done. Today's guest is the founder and CEO of Gifts of Certainty, specializing in working with nonprofits. It's also a small extraordinary banking that we that she calls Transax Card. Today we will find out the three main benefits as to why you should have the transact card and be using it for your holiday purchases. And if you stay around long enough, we will share with you the business opportunities with transact cards. But before we go on, I want to tell you, my guest has over 40 years of experience in business. She started out in the music industry. She has played bass in the backup for Ella Fitzgerald. She is the owner and president of a needlework company and manufacturing and publishing company. She's been awarded with the U.S. Small Business Associate Award, Carter Design American Award, Design and Ornament for the White House Christmas Tree. And she's also the author of many self-help motivational books. Now, there's always two sides to every story, and all, and all the sides are not always up. Um, she has bat battled the three most scariest words in our, our vocabulary. I don't need to tell you this, but we, we may talk about this. We may not. And before we talk about the benefits of the transact cards, we will also listen to how we how she has COVID, a blended family, um, overcome the loss of a child. And my first question to her before we introduce, I want to go ahead and do the business side of what we do. This is another episode of Talking Wit. Kevin and Son and the People You Should Know. This episode is brought to you by RMK Productions and the 10 United Podcast Network. Through the power of our stories, we want to uplift our voices, inspire, and share stories and experience and perspectives using teaching, learning, and modeling. Our purpose is hope, helping other people every day. And today I'd like to welcome a very special guest and a friend, Miss Liz Deal. And we're going to find out what's in your wallet today. Welcome, Liz. How are you doing? Thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you for having me on and hello to everyone. All right. All right. Liz, um, you you have a very powerful story. And before we get into the transacts part um, and talk about the business opportunities from there, and I hope people stay around long enough to listen to the, ben uh, the benefits and also the benefit opportunities. I want to ask you, 
this one question. Describe what your perfect day looks like. Oh, my goodness. My perfect day. Um, you know, given where I am in my age, I think my perfect day is just knowing that maybe I can have an impact on other people and help other people. Um, my why is my family. And so knowing that my family is close by um, and I love working. You know, I've been working since I was was very young and I don't see myself retiring. I see myself just continuing to work. I think we need that to keep our brains healthy. Yeah, that's all right. Um, you know, one of the things I, I love, I love women in business. Um, and the reason why I love talking to women in business, because you guys don't mind sharing your secrets, how you've become who you are. I mean, the, the listen to the fact that, you know, you play bass guitar um, for Ella Fitzgerald, for those of you um, that are old enough to remember. Uh, phenomenal, phenomenal entertainer. Uh, how did that come to be? Well, um, I have loved music since I was super young. I mean, that was what got me up in the morning was music. I would turn the music up on my record player in my bedroom as loud as it would go. And I would conduct the band or the music group, whoever it was, you know. And then, um, gosh, when I was about five, I started playing piano, um, in grade school in fourth grade, you got to choose an instrument and I chose the flute. Um, started playing the guitar when I was about sixth grade. And then when I was in middle school in eighth grade, um, the music director came to me and he said, have you ever thought about playing the bass, a stand-up bass? And I said, no, I haven't thought of that. And he said, well, you know, flutes are a dime a dozen. And he said, if you play the bass as a young woman, you will have opportunities. And I said, yes, I want to play the bass. <laughs> and so he was the one that introduced me to that instrument, and um, it it did. He was right. It opened doors. And so I went on and um, have a college degree in performance and flute and bass. And um, so, you know, it was just the opportunities of being in a city where I was in Kansas and having artists come through town. Um, Ella Fitzgerald was in town and I had the opportunity of playing one concert with her as the backup stand-up bass. And it was phenomenal. I also had the opportunity, um, just a bunch of us kids would get together on Friday nights and jam. And because we were close to Kansas City, um, we had people like um, players from the Jimmy Dorsey band. If if anyone's old enough to remember that name, you know, they would come and, hit and say, you know, what's happening? And they'd say, well, these these young kids are getting together on Friday nights. Go jam with them. And so we just had some really fun, fun experiences back then. And how did you go from music um, into business? We have a lot of young ladies that are showing up every single day working on someone else's dream. And in the back of their minds, they have these conversations that, you know, one day I'm going to have my own business. When time comes, when the kids grow up, um, when my husband does this or whatever the case may be, how did you come into starting and what was your first business? Uh, the first business was a retail store. So I was in a retail, I had a retail store for eight years. So when I was like 24 years old, um, I, I loved to do needlework, needlepoint. And 
that was just kind of the thing I did during the daytime. All my music, you know, ended up being after school, nighttime work. And so I loved doing needlework and, but I couldn't afford my, my love for it. So I got a part-time job at the needlework store in my town and worked there. She then retired and I said, wow, okay, I think I, I don't want this store to go away. So I opened a retail store and I ended up having that for eight years. And then in doing that, I started teaching others how to uh, do needlework. I was already teaching in the music industry. And so then I simply um, started uh, a wholesale design company, you know, and it all just kind of evolved out of um, what I was doing, what I love to do. And then when an opportunity opened the door, I said, yes. So I, I think that's the main thing, you know, things come across your path and you have to be open to say, I get this. And yes, I want to do this. And, you know, you may fail, but, but you've got to say yes. All right. Uh, since you brought up the fact that uh, a failure, because I always talk about failure is a good thing because failure creates experiences. And I've always said things in, in my life. I don't like to repeat something twice. So once I learn, I know better and I do better. Um, in, in, anything that was tough, especially as a female of being in business that you had to overcome and any advice you would give to a young lady that would have to overcome the same adversities? Um, yeah, I think it's attitude. I mean, you have to just get this sense of attitude that um, you can do it. And even though others will, will tell you even no, even my own mother, <laughs> you know, I can remember my mother just shaking her head when I would say I wanted to do some things and she would just say, I don't know that that's possible. You know, she would really um, squelch my ideas. And I think in some ways that gave me even more motivation to say, I'll show you, I can do this. And so it's that attitude of just saying, I can do it and find the resources and do it. Right. I, I wake up every morning and I always write down the first thing that uh, comes to my mind. I think I've shared this with you. Um, when it hits your text message and i apologize because are you still in kansas no i'm in minneapolis minnesota in that area right now thank god you're not in kansas anymore because i wake up at four o'clock in the morning when i'm sending these texts i i failed to ask you um i said to the person difficult is not easy and um what does that mean to you um yeah i a lot of times tell people you know well it's simple it's simple, but it's not easy. And I think that means that you have to wake up in the morning and you have to put your feet on the floor and you have to then move your feet, you know, one step at a time and you just have to do it. You know, you're not going to get anywhere sitting on the sofa watching TV. You know, you have to just be proactive. And I guess one of the good things about um, maybe it's my personality or my character, whatever it is, I've always been a self-starter and getting up and doing um, you know, and you mentioned briefly, I went through some major challenges. And in those days, it was just like, every day, I would say I am a champion, because I simply got up, stood up and showed up. And it just that simple. Sometimes that's it, just showing up. All right. And showing up is half the battle. 80% of what they say is just showing showing up. Um, Three of the most scary words. I'm going to let you say it. How did you deal with that? Yeah, the three most scariest words were you have cancer. 
and uh, I wasn't planning on that. Um, and so, yeah, that's tough. Um, but you know, Kevin, what's even tougher is two years later to hear those same words again. So I heard them the first time, you know, I went through the the steps and they took care of it. And then in two years it was back. And um, to hear it twice, I wouldn't wish on anyone. And so um, that's when you just have to, you know, you just have to have the attitude, get it in your gut. I truly believe that cancer and I think everything we do is a mind game. You have to get your mind straight. I had a very great advisor. She was a, a woman that um, was born in Jamaica, was a surgeon there, came to the U.S. and became disillusioned with the Western protocol and the allopathic medicine of the U.S. And then she became a naturopathic doctor. And after that, she then really has a spiritual side to her because of being from Jamaica. And she was the one that really sat me down and said, Liz, you have to get your mind straight. You have to let go of your past. And I said, but Dr. Carol, I, I had a great upbringing. You know, I had a great family. I didn't have struggles as a child. And she said, that doesn't matter. We all have struggles. We all have baggage. We all have things that we have kept on, you know, that we hold in, that things that happen to us. And we have to let that go. If we want to be a whole person and move forward and be disease free. And, and, you know, we have to get our mind straight. We have to let go of things that happened in our past. And she was right. You know, as I worked with her, I did have things that were holding me back and we have to come to a point in our life where we can let that go so that we can bring in the good stuff and move forward. Yeah. You, know, you know, from the first time that you and I spoke and you reached out to me, um, for me to be interviewed on another show. And I was just wowed by the, the conversation and learning your, your story and how you've overcome. You should be a TED Talk. You should be one of these people that should be standing up in front of thousands of not only young women, but women in general of all nationalities, all races, in order to tell your story. Because, you know, we think this life is hard and life is hard. Life offers us uh, challenges, and uh, some of us may have challenges that are light, and some of us are, are, are carry a very heavy load. And you seem to not only have overcome and met the challenges of those three impactful words, but COVID also took something away from you. You have family, and you lost one of your sons during COVID. I don't mean to trigger some of these things, but you've come out on a side of, when I say people are doing battle, you are not only a warrior of this life, but you're a disciple of your faith. So if you don't mind sharing that with us, and um, we'll, we'll go ahead and lead on to, to something more positive. We'll talk about transact cards. But uh, I, I just want people to get to know you because you are an amazing pe person. I've always said I only surround myself with, with, with people that are like-minded, and you are at you're a pillar of that like-minded and an example of what a champion looks like. So if you don't mind. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that there are any words um, for losing a son and, and how that feels. I mean, that's really a tough spot to be in. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to go there, really. Um, 
I did have one experience with my youngest son um, when both of my parents died because of smoking. I mean, they both, you know, were chimneys when I was growing up. And so I had this very strong belief in myself that my children were never going to smoke. Well, of course, my youngest son in middle school, here he goes, you know, starting to smoke. And I just can't even believe it, you know, that he's done this after all of my teaching and the things that we think we're going to instill into our children. And the very first surgery that I had um, with cancer, he um, came to my bedside and he goes, mom, he goes, you're strong. And I know you're strong. And I'm going to take that strength and I'm going to stop smoking today. And I just looked at him. I couldn't believe it, you know, and because I know how difficult it is for people when they're addicted to things to just stop. But I just looked at him and I said, I would love that. And he did stop that day and he has never picked up a cigarette since that time. And my thought today is that I would do cancer a thousand times over if I knew it would save, you know, my son again. And so that's a blessing. We lost one, but, you know, we saved one too. Um, I think some of this, I'll go back because this has followed me my entire life. I was raised in Kansas. My grandparents lived in Florida. So we would drive from Kansas to Florida. And when I was probably five years old, we had stopped in Alabama. And of course, in those days, you would stop at the filling station and get a drink of water. You would go to the water fountain. And so I told my mom I was going to go to the water fountain and get a drink of water. And when I walked up to the water fountain, I stopped in total awe because they had a white water and they had colored water. And I stood there thinking, this is the most awesome thing I have ever seen in my life. I wonder what color the water is going to be. I thought, oh my goodness, what if it's pink or what if it's blue or what if it comes out like a rainbow? And so I didn't dare touch anything because I wanted my mother to experience the color with me. And so I brought my mom back. I told her, you have to see this. And then she explained to me um, what that was all about and what that meant. And here I was five years old. And I remember getting back into the car. And as we drove off and I was looking, you know, at the people and at the streets. And I came from Kansas in a small town that was very much Hispanic oriented. And I remember sitting in the car looking at all the people. And I wondered to myself, I got thought, wow, if one water is for the people with with white skin and the other fountain is for people with dark skin, I wonder where the brown skinned people are going to drink their water. And that experience has, it kind of gives me the shakes right now because it has traveled with me my whole life. And I keep thinking that somewhere along the line, we're going to get it and we're going to get better. But it was an experience that um, I had such joy in thinking that I was going to turn on that fountain and have colored water. <laughs> and it wasn't yeah. that way. So it, you know, I don't know. I've kind of gone around in circles here, Kevin. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, you know, you know something I, I, I will tell you as far as authentic conversations that I've had with a lot of people. This is a first. It's a conversation that I have almost daily trying to explain not only my position. People always ask, you know, why is a person of color, a melanated person? I don't know what color I am. You know, I was asked at one time, how to identify myself? 
And I said, I want to be identified as Kevin McLemore. I want to be identified as someone that made a difference in someone's life. I, I want to be re- remembered for what I've left in this world because um, I came in with so little and I'm leaving with so much. And I want to make sure that every person that I touch, that not only am I filling their cup, their cup is overflowing. And someone told me that I felt shame. I was ashamed of the color of my skin. I said, based on perspective and um, interpretation, you asked me, how do I want to identify myself? And I say every single day, if I come down the street, no matter what variation of brown that I am, the Ku Klux Klan still looks at me as a threat to them. And then, you know, I, I say people in general, especially people of color, we are a gift to this world. For you bringing up that conversation is sharing that gift because you identify you're one of the people that are making a difference. That's the reason why when I talk about surrounding myself with like-minded people, I surround myself with people that want to make a change in this world. When I talk about um, Liz Deal as making a change as far as providing opportunity for women and having these conversations and sharing your gift, I'm also sharing your gift as as a human being to humanity. So thank you for sharing um, that story. Um, before we go go through and talk about why we brought you here, talk about Transax Cards, I want to go ahead and give uh, an opportunity because you have uh, a couple of books. Um, talk about your books, how they can be accessed, and how we can get in touch with you. Okay, so um, I it I guess with my needlework company, my design company that I had, um, I did a number of books, how-to books, craft books for Barnes & Noble. That was kind of in the beginning. And then I have done other books um, over the years. Uh, nothing that is currently in publication, but I have, um, I've got a shelf full of things that I have done. As far as contacting me today, um, I would welcome um, email or a phone. I'll be happy to give you my phone number, uh, 503-503. 209-4997. My email is L Deal for Liz Deal, and it's D-I-E-H-L. So L D I E H L at certainty team.com. And then right. I yeah. Go ahead. No, I have a, a website, um, but I think if you just contact me first, it's better that we kind of get to know one another and um, then I'm happy to share um, a website. Yeah. All right. Thank you. And and to my listeners, please, please be mindful and be respectful because I, I know every single time I give out my uh, phone number, everyone says, oh, don't do that because they've got so many crazies out there. I will say I value my friendships and relationships with people I bring on the show. If you're not about something, don't call her. If you're going to waste her time, don't call her. If you need to um, ask a question that's going to be valuable to your life, then call her. If you are in a position that, I mean, we've touched on a couple of conversations I'm sure Liz will be open to because we all need help at some point, call her. If you're having problems uh, launching your idea or going to the next step and you, you, you're playing it safe, call her. If you're working on tomorrow, remember this. Tomorrow is only for people and conversations that don't have the courage to get started today. So with that said, I top it out. I said there's 572 million active credit card accounts that were reported. There's probably a little bit more. There's 1.2 
billion on this planet. It's 8 billion people on this planet that are using a credit card. I've often said that uh, interest rate on a credit card should not exceed 10%. Loan sharks don't even charge as much as we do if you miss a payment on a credit card and have to do that. And if you look at the average person that makes minimum payments, you look on a $19 uh, item that if you pay over six months, you have paid eight times the value of that item if you had just saved up and bought it when you, when you had the $19 instead of buying it over time. Holiday spending is going to be off the chart because we think that Christmas is the result of what's in the package. And Christmas is a heart, a, a representative of the heart. But the Transax card has three opportunities that we're going to ask Liz about. So if you could just give us an introduction to what Transax card is um, and talk about the benefits. Because I, I know with you, when you told me that I can get 100% back on my purchase, you had my attention. So what's in your wallet now? Yeah, Kevin, I think that's what caught my attention too when um, when it was shared with me. And they said, can you imagine, you know, um, getting 100% equivalent value back on all of your purchases? That would be amazing. And your stats are so true, Kevin. In fact, on debit cards, they say the average person spends $3,100 a month on their Visa debit card or their MasterCard debit card or whatever it might be. $3,100 we're all putting on that card every single month on average. Um, so when I when this came across my desk in the spring, it really caught my attention because I thought, wow, is this really true? Could this be true? I mean, you know, you kind of go, seriously, how can someone give you 100% on, you know, so you spend you know, $100 on a pair of shoes, how can they give you another $100 that you can spend later in a different way? How is that possible? And so after meeting the two owners of Transact Card, I realized that it is possible because these two guys have contacted the the small community banks, the smaller minority banks in our country who are struggling. I mean, did you realize that two decades ago, we had like 18, 20,000 banks across the US. Today, it's like just over 4,000 banks are left. And of course, we know they're being gobbled up by the big guys, which we know that the largest buildings in all of our cities, you know, have the bank names at the top of them. Um, so we know there's a lot of money flowing there, as you were mentioning. But to be with um, with a company that is really helping our community banks, I think is terrific. They've actually partnered with these banks saying, look, if you can give us a little, we can give you a lot of customers. And with that, this company has been born. It it didn't come just right on the scene. You know, they've been working on this for a number of years, but it's finally come to um, to be. It, we've been in a pre-launch phase and a beta phase. It's actually launching for real on November 12th, 13th, 14th of November. So we will actually see it in its full glory come middle of November. Um, there have been a few... Um, perks, I guess I would say for those that said, yes, we see the vision, we are visionaries, we are leaders, and we want to be there in the very beginning um, to make this happen. So it's pretty exciting uh, what's going on with this Visa debit card um, 
So not a credit card. Your your credit isn't a factor in this. It's simply a visa card where when you enroll and get a visa debit card for $25, that's it, $25 for the card. When you start spending it, you get dollar for dollar equivalent back. And that's a far cry from the, as you said, one to 5% that we get now on our cards. And and that was the thing that caught my attention. I And I thought about this um, this weekend. I traveled uh, from Pennsylvania to upstate New York, and um, I stayed in a uh, casino, purchased gas, purchased food, um, um, didn't gamble or anything. I don't, I don't do that. But I thought about the fact that the money that I spent, if I had used um, my transax card, that I, I would have gotten double my money back, which I could have used in order to um, pay for the gas that I use, paid for the hotel that I have. And I, and I know that and the reason why this excited me, because for the same conversation we're having at being part of a startup, it's the same thing that QVC started up. No one believed that QVC was going to be what they um, what they became and what they are are today because no one had the vision. For these individuals that you work with that have this vision, I would say that, you know, uh, I was told many years ago that um, if anyone knows anything about an arrow, you know, we set 10 arrows in a quill. And most of the time, you've got 10 opportunities in life in order to make decisions, be it your personal, professional life, in order to change. I know with me, my, my first uh, arrow that I did not use was a company called iOmega. I had an opportunity to invest in that, $1,000, and didn't do it. The second opportunity was a company that turned into Microsoft. I had an opportunity to invest in that and didn't do it. And we all know that story. The third was an, an opportunity, and I was about to ready to pull the trigger, but I did one stupid thing. I told someone about my dream, and they shot it down. And that was uh, investing in the rent uh, play called Rent. And here we go at Transact Card. So if any of you guys have been at the doorstep of changing your life, either financially, emotionally, or in a relationship, Talk about the business aspect of this. What are the opportunities outside of just being a consumer and benefiting from this? Uh, let's talk about the business opportunity. Absolutely. You know, I love um, just customers helping, you know, everybody and anybody. And, and to your point about your trip this weekend, you know, just imagine if there are some of you that are, are single moms and, you know, are just out there and you need to buy diapers and they're expensive. And just think about what would happen if you could double the buying power on those diapers, getting two for one every single time, it would make a difference. So the business here, it's, they have structured this as a franchise business in a direct sales model. So we're able to exponentially help one another, which is what I love about this. You know, so you have an opportunity to become what they call a digital branch office in a franchise model. And with that digital branch office, you are able to create and build your own community. And imagine in that community that you are not only helping um, single moms, millennials, retirees who are looking for a way to supplement their income. Um, imagine every time someone in your community uses their transact card, swipes it at the grocery store, at the gas station. Imagine if you could get a fractional piece of every single swipe that is done in your community. It will be exponential in the growth. 
because the owners are giving back those dollars that typically in the U.S. are building those large buildings. Now it's going to be divided up amongst the community. And that's what's going to be exponential and amazing for everyone. Whether you simply want to be um, a card member or whether you say, I get it, I would love to build a community of people helping one another and making a difference. Think about what it would do for a nonprofit, you know, in their fundraising efforts, you know, being the nonprofit, being that franchise digital branch office. Imagine what that would mean to them as they bring on their community. And every time their community swipes or taps their card, they're getting a fractional piece of that. It's that residual um, income. It's that ongoing income that just can help people. And again, whether it's schools, churches, um, our neighbors, our loved ones, you know, anyone that we're talking to, it's just, I think the time has come that this is really important uh, of what's happening here in the world. Everyone is struggling today. And so if we have a way that we can just put a dent in that and help people move forward, um, it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. And just in the six months that I've been involved, I'm seeing such growth. I'm seeing the company, of course, there have been challenges. We've been in a beta phase. But even though there are challenges, what I've been watching for is how quickly do you correct? You know, we all do things in life that we think, gosh, I shouldn't have done that, <laughs> you know, or, or I made the wrong decision. But it's not about making the wrong decision. It's about how fast can you correct? How fast can you stand back up and go, I'm showing up and I'm doing this again. And that's what Transact Card is showing me day after day is that they're correcting. And gosh, when we launch here in less than a month, it's going to be pretty phenomenal for this country. They're going to quickly go uh, worldwide, which will also make a difference. Um, but just for what it can do for our country right now, I think is a phenomenal and it will be amazing for everyone. Brian, thank you for sharing that. And I, I just want to make it clear um, to, to our listeners, the sole purpose of me bringing Liz um, on is one, she had a very compelling story. She's been very successful uh, in business. She has overcome, when I say difficult, it's not easy. She, she has overcome challenges with a positive attitude and has come out on, on the other side. Life is not going to be easy. The other thing is I wanted to go ahead and share opportunities. A lot of times these conversations of new businesses, startups are, are opportunities that uh, are to a few. I'm now being on my platform privy to um, the world. I've got personal friends that have been very successful in companies like Mary Kay. Um, you know, Jim Rowan is probably one of the most uh, successful motivational speakers out, out there. And there was a small company that, you know, he got um, uh, started in that he was selling soap door to door and look at what happened to him. There are multitude, multiple people that have had opportunities presented um, to them in this type of way and have bypassed. I am not an expert. You know, my company is not endorsing this, but this is a person that you should know. This is a person that, if nothing else, call Liz, ask her a question, ask her more details, let her walk you through. And if you're open and you've got that business mind of taking to the next level, I will say to anyone, I, I have investments that 
I, I make a um, small income that is an extra fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars a month consistent. I wake up in the morning and it's there because of um, that I've invested in. And I'm pretty sure if I put my full time in, into it, I will be one of those success stories also. But I have a show to run. I have people that um, you know we manage um, different accounts for in this company. I have podcasters I teach. Liz has an opportunity, especially for women especially for minorities, people that if you go on a cruise and you have 18 of your friends all using a Transax card and you are the reason why they're using it, at the end of it, you'll you'll come back and figure out that you paid nothing for a cruise and you had a good time. It, it is that simple. When I say that 572 million people have an access, uh, a credit card that they're using, pay high interest rate, the debit credit card has zero interest rates on it. You're going to spend it anyway. You might as well get 100%. Liz, I know people are going to be wanting to call you. Uh, how do they get in touch with you? Um, I can give you my number again, and then I can give you my Transact Card website. So that will give you just a, a quick little overview and uh, video that you can take a look at. Um, that website is The Gift, so T-H-E-G-I-F-T dot Transact, T-R-A-N-Z, A-C-T card, C-A-R-D dot com. So the All gift, right. transactcard.com. All right. And you can Google uh, Liz Deal and to find out she's got a, uh, an award for the Better Business Bureau. So is someone I have checked out. She is a um, genuine person, a good friend, and she's connected to some very successful um, people. And this is only the uh, very beginning of her story. For those of you that are looking for a TEDx talk, Liz Dill should be on stage someplace soon. For those of you that are looking for a mentor, Liz Dill should be that phone call that you should make. And for those of you that are looking for you know, that has overcome some stuff and then now is thriving in this space of being a female, and we know how difficult it is to be a female in this world and to be rewarded for your efforts. Liz Dill has met the challenge. Liz Dill has met the challenge, and I'm going to repeat it like you didn't hear it the first time. Liz Dill has met the challenge. Um, Liz, um, I, I want to thank you, and I want to apologize for uh, triggering some emotions, but I think your story needed to be told because, you know, what we do here, we showcase people that you should know. And sometimes we have people that have stories that are so unbelievable that we don't we don't see the difficulties. Everyone thinks that when you get to a place where you're at, life was easy. Um, it was handed to you. And it's not. We we know that being a woman or being a person of color uh is a challenge in the current environment. And you've overcome. And the only way that we're overcome if we all come together and we meet the challenge head on and we make a difference. We want to save humanity and thank you for your part. I am going to ask you one question and and um, before we uh, sign off, and I ask this at 98, 99.9% of most of my guests, if you had one ask, ASK, that you can ask and have it come true. And the reason why I ask you this, because when I started my podcast, everyone was talking about who's your customer, and you've got to have hundreds of thousands of people that follow you and subscribe and I said, I'm going to do business the way that I've always done, one person at a time. I only surround myself with people that have a high call to action. So the people that I deal with and people that follow and subscribe are people that don't drive by an accident. They stop to help. I've had four people to this date, and I'm looking for five, of someone that have had their ask 
as one of my listeners had made it come true. I don't know who's out there, who's listening, but I know there's someone that's got their, their finger on um, the pulse of that will help you change. So if you had one ask, what would that ask be, Ms. Liz Dill? I, it may sound simple, but I don't think it's really simple. And that is um, to love someone. We need more love in our country. Um, pay it forward. Um, love people. You know, I have a good friend who his brother is a police officer in downtown Chicago. And he, I asked him, I said, so what, what do you, what does your brother think? I mean, how are we going to make an impact in this world, in this country? How are we going to make an impact in the violence and things that happen in downtown Chicago and other cities across our country? And he looked at me and he said, Liz, I asked my brother the same thing. And my brother said, we need more love. And, it, you know, it's just true. We need more love in our country. We need to physically, emotionally, you know, verbally say to each other every day, I love you and spread that joy of love and pay it forward. So my ask is whatever you do today, love someone, tell someone you love them. And I hope to my listeners, you are listening because you may be sitting on the bus next to someone and they may be going through a little something. A kind word, a hug, a hello will go a long ways to someone that's struggling. You don't know what someone else's story. You know, I think we should hug each other a little bit more. Don't pat them on the back like they're a puppy. Give them a sincere hug and let them know that they're loved. Okay. It doesn't cost you anything. You have no idea how much energy it takes for you to be upset, but how much energy you put out into the world just to love someone. I, I want to thank you for, for coming on. And to my listeners, we've covered a lot of information. We've got to know a very special person. And Liz, thank you for sharing your story. And I know that we've hit on some points that touched your heart in a couple of ways. Um, and I know to my listeners, we have touched you. Um, we have come to um, this episode um, I, I, I don't know how to begin or, or how to end this, but I'm just thankful um, for all that you've done. And to my listeners, if you liked what you've heard today, please reach out to, to Liz. And one more time, how do we get in touch with you, Liz Dill? Uh, 503-209-4997. Thank you, Kevin. And I love you. <laughs> and I love you too. And if you like what you've heard, please subscribe. If you're a high call, call to action person, Follow us on our YouTube page, RMK Productions and Network. Subscribe, follow, and share. If you would like to be a guest or you have a story that we need to tell, info at rmkproductions.org. Fill out the information and we will be more than happy to contact you. And, um, you know, anything that you want to ask me, anything you want to leave um, to our listeners before we sign off, Liz? Um. No, thank you for inviting me to be a guest. I very much appreciate that. You know, my goal is just to simply help people. You know, I'm, you know, I'm in my later time, you know, in my working career and my life. And I'm here just to, to say, if I can be in service and in help and be that servant leader and pay it forward. I think that's the important thing. And thank you, Kevin, for the work that you do and getting messages out. I think 
this is so important in everything that we do and empowering everyone in the United States in helping them move forward on a daily basis um, in the love that, you know, that they deserve and, and the respect that we all should have, you know, having that basic respect for one another and pulling that back into our country is so critical. I, and, uh, and I, and I love this country and um, I have hope for this country that we, we can be healed from the damage we have done. I, I have hope. I'm optimistic that we will come together as a people and stop dividing. And I hope that your message for everyone to find love, I hope it's heard, not just listening to, but heard. My grandfather always said, when you get to a point in life that you can help someone else, Liz is doing that. She's giving back. It is your duty to do so. Reach one, teach one. And with that said, we'll fade to black and we're out.